Hello, I hope you're doing really well because let's face it, we've been under a tremendous amount of pressure over this past year and I've been in my head a lot and it's scary in there. Pandemic, rioting and looting in major cities, the political unrest from the election and the controversy over it, all of this has made it to feel like we're living in a country that's not the USA. The more frustrated we get, and that's why I'm doing this message series, the more it makes sense to do something in haste to alleviate the pressure that we're under. Cracks are surfacing in people under pandemic pressures from the lockdown in California specifically. There's a strain on family relationships. Divorce rates are 34% higher from March to June in 2020 than they were in 2019, and they're anticipating that it's going to get worse. The temptation to pull the plug under the pressures in marriage is tremendous right now. 75% report that they are stressed out juggling work and home, and I would imagine at least that number. One in four workers have considered quitting their jobs during the COVID-19 pandemic. And California has been locked down more than any other state, and people are thinking about leaving. In 2020, 173,000 more people left California than came into it, which is the exact opposite of the gold rush. We're under pressure. And that can cause us to have a knee-jerk reaction to make a decision that will allow us, that we think anyway, will allow us to get out from under the pressure. The pressure tempts us to make snap decisions on a whim. And the Bible strongly cautions against this. Proverbs 19.2 says, Desire without knowledge is not good, and whoever makes haste with his feet misses the way. God has a way that you and I should go. Don't miss it in haste. That's what this passage is saying. If you miss God's way for you, then you miss all the good that he wants to do in you and through you in the lives of those around you. Proverbs 21.5 says, The plans of the diligent lead surely to abundance, but everyone who is hasty comes only to poverty. Choices have consequences, and good choices have good consequences. Hasty choices can ruin us financially. FOMO, or the fear of missing out, makes it hard to slow down and walk with God and make a good choice and make a good decision, one that's thought through. Here's a meme. Good, good. Let FOMO flow through you. This guy is from the dark side, and he wants to kill you. The flow of FOMO is disastrous and deadly. 
The FOMO draw of envy and jealousy and comparison makes us hasty to get out from under the pressure that we're feeling if we think somebody else has it so much easier than us. So in this message, what I want to do is, one of the things I want to do is to turn FOMO around and consider the fear of missing out if we don't follow Christ and do God's will. If we don't do the will of God, we miss out on the blessing of God. The Bible has a lot to say about making decisions when the pressure is on. And so in this series, we're going to look at the scriptural framework for making good, solid decisions. Living inside this framework is the path to the best life. And this is one reason Jesus came to earth, to give us the best life possible. He, he told us that. He, he, he said, I have come that my followers would have life and have it abundantly, the best life possible. The first thing that we need to be aware of is we, we gotta slow down and not be hasty in making the decisions that are in front of us. God wants to walk through the decision with you and I. And to do that, we have to take the time to hear from him. We need to learn how he speaks and how we can hear from him. We need to know his general will to understand his specific will in our lives. And we're going to be talking about this through this message series, through this whole series. And what we need to do mostly is we need to wrestle under the pressure to arrive at one main concern. Out of all the considerations in a decision, the main concern is clear for a follower of Christ. First Peter 4.2 says, So as to live for the rest of the time in the flesh, no longer for human passions, but for the will of God. In reality, Genuine Christ followers are willing to stake their lives on doing God's will, no matter the risk. It's, it's like staking your life or staking your life savings on an investment that you believe in. This is exactly what it is. You take everything you've got and you put it in to this investment. That's how much we need to believe in the, the will of God, doing the will of God. This is, this is what we do. This is what we live for. We, we don't live. Once you decide to follow Christ, it's going to go better if you don't live from your own vantage point of what's going to be the easiest, what's going to be the most convenient, or what's the shrewdest choice right now? But our main concern in every decision that we face should be, what is the will of God in this matter right here? What does he want? What should I do according to him? This is what Jesus lived for. 
And he's the one we follow. His life was all about doing the will of God. At one point, here's what Jesus said to his disciples in John 4:34. My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to accomplish his work. Food is what keeps us going in life. It brings nourishment and gives us energy. And for sure, Jesus needed to eat food uh, like the rest of us. But what nourished him and energized him was doing the will of God. That's what strengthened his soul. And that'll be the same for us as we set out to do God's will. Jesus also said in John 5.30, I can do nothing on my own. As I hear, I judge. And my judgment is just because I seek not my own will, but the will of him who sent me. He's saying that he's he, he is following God's will in his choices that he's making, which, of course, he, he did perfectly. Now, you and I, we're not going to follow God's will perfectly. We're, we're human beings. We're going to mess up. We're going to make wrong choices and bad decisions. God will be gracious. But still, our focus and our, we need to wrestle to the point where our heart's desire and our main concern is to do the will of God. This is what brings honor to God, and this is what will chart the course for the best life possible for us. Since we follow Christ, his life was all about doing God's will, and so life should be about doing God's will. Our aim should be to know God's will, to look carefully how we're walking, and understand the will of the Lord like Ephesians 5 says. If we get sloppy in haste, it can damage us. Just like a sloppy acrobat who's performing on uh, at a height and who takes a, a hard fall because they're sloppy. If they survive the long fall, they're going to have a long recovery. That's that's how it is. God will give the freedom for us to do what we want. He He's not going to force us to do his will. But some wrong choices are going to mean that we have a long road of recovery to make it back to where we were when we started and when we made that decision. So the main concern for Christ followers is doing God's will. They also share a main characteristic. Jesus' followers keep surrendering to the will of God. In the Lord's example prayer, the Lord's prayer, he he says this in Matthew 6.10, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. This is how he taught his disciples to pray. And every day, I try to get on that page. Every day, I start out in my prayer by uh, praying this. Father, I surrender 
to your will? Will you lead me? I submit to your will today. And will you lead me through this day to accomplish your purpose? Will you use me for your purpose? And I, I really want to get my heart focused on accomplishing your will today because I know that's the best thing possible for the people around me. And I want to be a blessing. I want to do good by them and my family and my friends and and the church body that I serve. Jesus went through the agony of the cross, not because he really wanted to, but because it was God's will. Luke twenty two forty two says, Father, if you're willing, remove this cup from me. In other words, he was looking forward to the cross, the agony of it, the suffering of it. And he, he was asking God, is there any other way? Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. Humanly speaking, he flat out did not want to suffer on the cross, but he surrendered to do God's will as he agonized in prayer over it. We don't want to suffer either. That's normal. It's sadistic to to want to suffer, but doing God's will as we as we anticipate maybe the suffering to stay under the pressure to do God's will, as we anticipate that, doing God's will is going to be better in the long run for our families and for ourselves. Jesus showed us not to make the decisions that are easiest, that look the easiest, that are seemingly the most convenient. If it looks like living somewhere else is going to be better right now to you, then that that may be the case, but watch out. Because you need to step back and discern God's will for you. That should be our main concern. The main concern of a Christ follower is doing God's will. If another job or a major career shift in the middle of this pandemic looks good right now, that may be the case, but we need to step back, slow down, and take the time to focus on what is God's will and Out of all the factors that are playing into this decision, his will is going to be the best for us. So we need to, we need to sort it out, think it through. It's characteristic of his people, of God's people to do his will. Jesus said in John 10, 27, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. If you set your heart on doing the will of God, he will lead you. And you can learn to recognize his voice. Here's a picture of a modern-day shepherd, and his sheep are following him. And I guarantee you they they know his voice. They recognize his voice. And it can be the same with us. We can get familiar with God's voice like a nursing baby knows the voice of their mom when they hear her in the other room. 
we get to know God's voice by digging into Scripture, by reading the Bible daily, and understanding God's will as revealed in the Scripture and His ways. We're going to talk about that next week. But we discover God's will by asking the right question in the midst of a decision that we're making. What does God want me to do in this choice? What does he want me to do right now? We don't make our lives about doing what we think will give us the most benefit and blessing because there there's a pull in the wrong direction in all of our hearts. Um, but we don't do what we think is going to bring the most advantage to us personally or to our families. But we do the will of God, and that turns out to be the most advantageous for us. It ends up being the path to the best life possible that Jesus promised. The main characteristic of real followers of Christ is doing the will of God. It's their main concern. And setting our goal to do God's will is a mark of the redeemed, and it opens up God's will to us. It's how we discover that Jesus is real. John 7.17 says, If anyone's will is to do God's will, he will know whether the teaching is from God or whether I'm speaking on my own authority. If you've been trying to figure out what it means to follow Christ and you've been considering if, if, if he's real or not, you've been thinking through his claims and whether Christianity works uh, or is real, um, you will never know that Jesus is who he said he was until you decide to give your life to him and you set your heart to do his will before. This is what this passage is saying. You need to do that before you're going to know what his will is. We must be willing to sink the equivalent of our life savings, our whole life, into following him. If anyone's will is to do his will, God's will. Your will must be to do his will before he's going to show you that what he said, he is true. If you haven't decided to follow Christ, I want to invite you right now to pray and to say to God, as you seek the truth about him, I will give myself to do your will. If you show me, you are real. Pray that right now. That's how you know whether the teaching is from God or whether I'm speaking on my own authority. That's Jesus speaking. Next, God's will is what God's family does. Matthew 12:50 says, For whoever does the will of my Father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. A trait of the family of God is that we do the will of God. That's what we're focused on. It's our main concern. It's our main characteristic of our lives. 
And doing the will of God as a pattern is characteristic of those who are going to heaven. Jesus said in Matthew 7.21, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. We're not going to do the will of God perfectly. And so this this verse can be a little scary because it, it, it just, if you're a perfectionist, you're a little worried that you're not going to be able to do and make every decision in line with the will of God. Um, we're going to have some swings and misses. We're not going to be perfect. We're not going to bat a thousand on our decisions. But what this is saying is it's the pattern of uh, a Christ follower's life. Someone who is going to heaven is going to be concerned about the will of God. That's going to be their main concern as they live their lives, as they make decisions, as they make choices. It's our main concern in every decision we make. And if we get off track, God is going to be gracious with us. He he is going to bring us back on track, sometimes by the bumps and bruises that we experience by going off-road. But that's the way it is. Doing God's will, finally, is rewarded by the Lord. Hebrews 10.36 says, For you have need of endurance, so that when you have done the will of God, you may receive what is promised. Endurance in this passage literally means remaining under pressure. And you stay under pressure and you continue, the idea is, you continue to do the will of God under the pressure. We're under a lot of pressure right now. At least I've felt it. And there's the lockdown, there's the political environment like I've never seen. There's things going on uh, in our culture that are just disturbing. But in the end, as we make decisions and as we choose in this time right now under the pressure, we will receive the blessing of God as we endure in doing the will of God. This should be our number one concern. We have need of endurance for sure. The number one factor that's going to determine the outcome of our decisions is God's will. It's our main concern. Staying under the pressure and focusing on doing the will of God is going to be the pathway to receiving what God has promised. This is how we set the future generations up to experience the blessing of God. This is how we bless our families. This is how we bless the next generation and the next generation. We are focused on doing the will of God, even under tremendous pressure, because we know God's going to come through and he's going to, he's going to bless ourselves and the next generations to come as we do it. We discover God's will, as I said, by asking the right question. What does God want me to do? 
And this is the question that led me to where I am today, to play the role I play in church life, and that I wouldn't be speaking to you if I hadn't asked this question initially. Uh, it, it came to me in an eighth grade English class because I had begun to consider what I wanted to be when I grew up, uh, when I became an adult, or what I needed to plan for, just in case I wasn't able to make the major leagues. I, I thought, you know, the only way I wasn't going to make the major leagues in baseball is if I got hurt. That's that's how confident I was, which, you know, come to find out, that was a little too confident. But first I thought about being a doctor, and I don't like blood, so that was out. And then I was I was in English class, and at that time I thought, well, maybe maybe being a lawyer would be good. But I'm thinking, in that class I was thinking, you know, I bet lawyers have to take a lot of English because they have to be articulate, they have to be good with words. And I couldn't stand English. And like a bolt of lightning that pierced my heart is the question, what would God want me to do? And I wrestle with that for eight or nine months because the next thought was, well, he would want you to be a pastor. And I, I wrestled with that for eight or nine months before I surrendered to do it. I surrendered to do what God wants me to do and follow him. And I knew at that moment that God would want me to do ministry. And I have never regretted surrendering to do God's will in that moment. He has led me to what I am confident has been the best life for me. It's been great. I, I FOMO to think about all I would have missed if I would have refused to do the will of God in that moment. Wow. What a different life I would have. It's a scary question to ask. What does God want me to do? Definitely scary. But if you dare to ask it, you will receive what God has promised to give the best life possible as you follow him in it. I want to suggest a couple of next steps as I wrap up the message. Um, here, here they are. My next step today is to tell God that your will is to do his will and ask him to show you that he is real, especially if you're still checking Christianity out, if you're trying to figure out how real it is and how real Jesus is and whether or not he is God. Tell God this. Tell him you're willing to do his will and ask him to show you that he's real. Second, surrender to God's will as your main concern in a decision that you're facing right now. We're all making decisions constantly. We're making choices every day. And so I want to encourage you, keep surrendering to God's will every day 
and specifically in a decision that comes to mind as I'm speaking right now. Would you pray with me? Lord God, we thank you so much for your goodness to us. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you were willing to stay under the pressure of the cross and suffer for us so that we could have life, so that you could lead us to live the best possible life for us. And I pray, God, that you would help all of us to choose to do your will. And those who don't know you yet, those who haven't yet come to follow you as Lord, I I pray that, God, you would work in them to help them get to the point where they're ready to say, God, I want to do your will. I surrender to you, to your will. Show me that you're real. And help us all, God, as we set out this week to surrender daily to doing your will and allowing you to accomplish your purpose through us as we do it. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray and I ask for the strength and power to do this. Amen.